and welcome back to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours. Every show is designed to let you know all about what is going on in games, what is going on in Sheffield, and most importantly of all, what is going on in games and Sheffield at the same time. Uh, this month, I am joined by Matt from Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Hello. And Jade from Ember. Hiya. How are you going? How's it going, both? Yeah, not too bad. Getting to the end of the summer holidays. Yeah. Um, it's which still... is <laughs> terrifying for, for a lot of kids and nice for me. Do you remember that fear? That fear <laughs> yeah, the last week of August? Yep. That was terrifying. Yeah. What about you, Jade? Yeah, everything's pretty good. Busy, busy. Um, not done as many gaming things as I would have liked to, so I'm quite looking forward to hearing what you guys have been up to. Yeah, it's um, uh, to be honest, it's been so full on. I've noticed as I've been around around the houses of social media, around the houses of the various uh, venues and and stuff in the Sheffield Gaming Collective. Everywhere's just rammed. Mm. Everywhere's just full of people, and I, I wouldn't blame people if they were just like, "Can we just take September off?" Yeah, yeah. Take, take, a, take a breather for That'd September. Be nice, yeah. <laughs> Can we all just take September off? Yeah, and it's just yeah, just 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 ease our way into. I don't want to say the winter because we're so far away from the winter. It's yeah. like thirty degrees still, but that's. I'm a straight up autumn person. Same. I'm so I glad that you are because yes. I I can't I can't stand summer really. I'm I feel so pressured to be outside. Yeah. And like doing something like you know in a field or something. I'm just not. An, I'm an I'm an at home body. Like I like being inside. That's where my consoles are and my PC is. Like yeah. why why would I want to give that up and go outside? It's I am a I am an early September lover. Absolutely love the weather in early September. Those first few leaves start start falling from the trees. I'm out there. I'm in the parks. I'm out in the countryside. I'm just like huffing. I'm huffing the breeze. Yeah. So it's both the best period for getting outside and having a huff, and yeah. also for having a game. You think it's good? It's good. Good games weather because everyone wants sure. to get inside again. Nobody wants to be outside in the stupid sun. Absolutely stupid agreed. Sun. When it rains, you feel so justified that you've spent the day inside. But you if, it, if the sun's shining in through the window, it's just like guilt. Yeah. And you, you feel <laughs> awful, true. and you're like, well, I should have come and see my friends, but... I, so many times I've closed the curtains to stop glare on my TV and That's felt slightly it. bad about it. I'm yeah, like, I should really be outside. There's this, a phantom I? mum, isn't there? There's yeah. a phantom mum going like, oh, come on, get outside. What are yeah. you th- sitting in here with the curtains closed for? And I know the phantom mum is correct. <laughs> That's the worst part, like no, yeah. knowing that it's right. <laughs> it's right, yeah. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's why, like, uh, uh, summer is like uh, the, you can see all the depressed gamers walking around in summer because they're just like, ah, oh, I feel like I want to be doing inside things, but but my my phantom mum is. is on <laughs> <my back." laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 difficult to say why it's why it's just a nicer period. Well, not a nicer period, but a nice period. It is this kind of a slight change in just the way we kind of interact? I don't know. I was going to say it's really hard to explain, and the reason I was going to say it is because that's also the topic of our podcast. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. It's really really hard to explain why September feels different. Well, also, how do you how do you tell your your phantom mum that you that you're doing something important? It's so hard to explain. Yeah, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> It's 
been a very busy, like I said, very busy, very exciting um, summer, a very, very exciting summer holidays. And there's been lots of things going on for kids, anyone who's off school. Yeah. Um, and kids are going to be going back to school now, but there's still lots of things going on. So should we do a quick rundown of some of the events that are happening and then chat about our main theme? For the yeah, absolutely. Uh, like starting it out early this month, we've mm-hmm. got um, a the, the Sheffield Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, kind of, I, I think, compiled in a way by um, our, uh, what's it called, Our Favourite Places. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our Favourite places.co.uk um, and uh, they have basically put together a, or I should say uh, elicited a series of events all around Sheffield that are they're kind of they're not all gaming related nope. they're all culture related or history or learning mm. um, and there's there's ghost walks and there's Ooh, uh, uh-huh. historical talks and there's uh, film uh, events at there's the cathedral a, there's a really cool event actually um, that is going to be a double bill of the warriors and Escape from New York yeah, um, run by Real Steel who are fantastic and that's going to be really cool because I love both of those movies and it's going to be really cool to get in a, a, a cinema with people that also love those movies um, the... it's like a gig though right you get that yeah. nice feeling when everyone's sort of singing the lyrics really together and you're like yeah. you're all my friend yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel part of the community um, so that's and I think the Sheffield Joke is really good for that. It does it for a lot of things, not just a lot of film or yeah. music or games because there's stuff happening at the National Video Game Museum. Yeah, There's absolutely. workshops and stuff going on as well. Um, but it's just a, it, it's a really nice yeah showcase. Is absolutely the right word for it. It's just, it, it, it's just showing what's going on in Sheffield and um, on a cultural perspective and mm. why Sheffield is so exciting culturally as well, which a lot of people can be quite negative about it. Like, oh, there's nothing going on in Sheffield. Everything's going on in Manchester. Elite. Absolutely not the it's case. It's not true, yeah. No, you just need to kind of look underneath the curtain a little bit. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a few people like recently say that they think quite highly of Sheffield. So I don't know if like, really? yeah, I cool. don't know if like the opinions are changing. And maybe you know that's because of us. Maybe they've heard the podcast hey. and realised there is so much going on. It's all our fault, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, my, my new pals at work, because we're all remote, we're in different like parts of the, the UK, mm-hmm. and they're saying that they, they'd love to come to Sheffield because they think there's so much opportunity for like gaming and culture, <sighs> all the things you were saying. So that's good news. I think, yeah, I think the, yeah, I think opinions are changing. The marketing campaign is working. It is. <laughs> our, our evil scheme yeah. uh, that we cooked up in that boardroom that one time. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going off without a hitch. <laughs> I'll lower the budget to uh, just six figures this time. Um, um, but no, you're right. You are right. Like, I think people are changing their minds. Uh, we saw it like months ago when we went to like the Pirate Party oh, yes. right, at Meltdown. Mm-hmm. And we saw people who'd never been to Sheffield in their lives mm-hmm. and had spent the entire day Mm. in like the kind of Snake Hill um, sort of uh, castle market area mm. sort of that sort of thing and, and been to Extra Life and been to the MVM and then mm. then come to Meltdown and been like I didn't know that this Wonderland existed yeah it's sick. You know, I'm, I'm from down south and I'd never never thought something like this could be in such close proximity yeah. and it's true yeah and, and, and Sheffield has a lot more Outside of gaming, like you say, like uh, Abbeydale Picture House, I think that's that's where those uh, the Warriors and the uh, and Escape from New York is is going yep. on. Um, and uh, like I said, there's going to be uh, uh, adventure movies on in the cathedral, um, and there's going to be a, lo- a load of stuff. But gaming related, as you say, um, the MVM has uh, workshops, um, mm. uh, like drop-in workshops uh, all weekend, which is the third and the fourth of September, um, and they will be uh, th- they'll be sort of. Um, going through, I think it, it looks like um, doing workshops on kind of game creation fundamentals mm-hmm. uh, and, and that sort of thing, uh, some educational stuff, and better yet, 
you can get um, 10% off your ticket um, if you uh, have the, the, the code showcase uh, when, you, when you buy it online. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, for for the third and fourth there, um, which means you can go and go just go to the MVM and then to participate in those workshops and then also just play some more games. Do you, do you, one of the workshops is um, I know it's because because runs it. It's it's. Do you know how museums sometimes you get really really old artifacts that you're able to actually handle? Yeah. Like you might go to a war museum and like, oh, you're going to hold like a rifle that somebody yeah. kind of used in World War Two. Here's a bayonet like that. that stabbed someone. <laughs> yeah, 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 that kind of. Really cool. We get to hold it. You say, oh, it's really heavy. Yeah. And uh, this is how I used it. Um, they're going to do that, but because it's a video game museum, they're going to pick one of the really old artifacts of video games, which is a Nintendo Game Boy. And you're just going to look. Oh. Just gonna, you get to open it up and like we'll have a look around and see how the Nintendo Game Boy works. Um, oh, that made me feel kinda, right. Oh, that really hurt. I, I, I creaked when you said that. <laughs> but the thing is, young people do come in and they're like, "Whoa, Nintendo Game Boy!" My favourite one. I might have said it on this podcast before. Is a um, a child coming into the museum and going to his mom or uh, uh, going to his mom and saying, "Oh my God, look, that's an that's Nintendo 64. They call it that because it was made in 1964. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was like it was the like no FIFA 20. Yeah. FIFA 22. It's the Nintendo 64. It's the one made then. Yeah. It's like Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. That's pretty sweet. That's, 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 that's good logic. Yeah. yeah. Can't fault the kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, I it's the the camera, isn't it? That they that yes. they they're, they're featuring as well, like t- taking selfies with the Game Boy camera, which I still have one of. Um, <laughs> Matt still has one as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's stupid that I still have one, but I do. Um, and uh, like yeah, like I say, I, I'm I'm creaking because you said that. I I actually I went down um, uh, over summer down to uh, pool in Dorset mm-hmm. and I uh, went to their museum there and it's got legal, like shipwrecks and cool stuff like mm-hmm. for the, the port and uh, and then there in the cultural exhibit they had um, like what people used to listen to and it's like here are some instruments that they used to listen to and here's a gramophone that they used to listen to and here is an iPod that they used to listen to and, and I nearly died <laughs> just, so just, just bury me now I'll be done soon I remember I thought if you had like an 8 gigabyte one or a 16 gigabyte one like yeah do you remember a little clip that we could like clip one onto your belt at one point do you remember yeah. that tiny little one was oh, it a shuffle yeah. nano yeah. oh yeah the shuffle was yeah. yes because the nano was like um, probably about the size of like a I don't know uh, a, a box of matches mm. and then the uh, then the, the, the shuffle was just one switch it had no screen I remember no, no, it threw me off I need I need a screen. I need to play the games on it. Yeah, you just you you had no choice over what you listened to. You just packed this tiny little thing with like you know all 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 fifty songs it could carry, and then you put it on shuffle. <laughs> Pretty much. They were like twenty quid though, like at the time. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. So it, good. It's it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you mentioned uh, Meltdown earlier. And yes. It's for because they have some of their event nights. They've got another really cool event night coming up on the 9th of September, which is also my birthday, just letting you know. <laughs> they are holding a Lord of the Rings night in honour of the new Lord of the Rings TV show that is coming out on Amazon. Um, Rings of Power? Yes. Yes. I don't know much about it. I'm kind of going in blind for it. It's, it's, it's a prequel. Uh, it's okay. a prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Um, that is a, um, a book by J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, three three <laughs> books uh, by J.R.R. Tolkien about um, a powerful ring uh, that has to be re- returned to a mountain um, oh. uh, across the world. Wait, are you talking about the normal Lord of the Rings? Or That's, the I was just t- telling you the background for... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I swear he's written this story before. 
Uh, he's just re- using all the, recycling old ideas now. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about the show. I'm not that much, much of a Lord of the Rings fan. But no, I... same. Right. <laughs> if, if I lost any friends through putting Battle Royale in Room 101, <laughs> I don't like Lord of the Rings either. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's going to be a, a Lord of the thing. Uh, Lord of the things. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Lord of the Rings themed night. Uh, you see where I got that from. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, they'll be they'll be doing that on the ninth. Uh, and then also coming up the day after then and actually on that entire weekend on the Saturday and Sunday we will be having a big event Sheffield Anime and Gaming Con is taking place uh, I think this year it's taking place at the Mercure Hotel it is, is yeah right next to the Winter Gardens cool so super central mm. uh, no excuses about uh, about not being able to access it it's like in the bang in the centre of Sheffield mm. um, and uh, yeah if you if you like um, uh, anime or gaming to be honest, like because because um, it is anime themed, as you know, but it's um, like th- there's a ton of uh, board gaming, tabletop role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, Anime Five uh, E has just come out, which is a supplement, a book that helps you um, uh, convert the rules of 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons to an anime style wow. so that you can play games in a uh, in, in, in sort of like a make your make your game feel more like an anime than it that's, than that's it amazing. is is that like does it What's the what? What kind of range of anime are we talking? Do we have like a slice of life kind of thing? Do we <laughs> yeah, have like, make your uh, me- make your uh, make your fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons game uh, about yeah. uh, like like a um, this failing dodgeball team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, just a guy who's on his way home from school and just pick up some fruit for his grandma or something like. I don't know. Yeah, I just really want to make the best beef wellington out there yeah yeah that, that's that sort of anime yeah oh, and then and then you know gets attacked by a god and gets to power up and, <laughs> i don't know yeah slice of life yeah, yeah uh, slice of life. <laughs> um uh but yeah so um uh, there's gonna be loads of um yeah like i say role-playing board games um so a ticket basically gets you like access to a load of uh, uh, free board gaming on the day um you can sign up for those uh, role playing sessions mm-hmm. um there is video gaming and video game competitions high score competitions um and uh, so if you fancy your chances that's a good idea mm-hmm. All the way around to late night parties, music events. There's there's like live music there. Um, it is uh, it's a big deal, and mm-hmm. tickets aren't very very expensive. Um, and you like and you can get discounts on them online. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Search it out. Have you got your cosplay ready? Uh, anime? You, what, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a one piece. Oh, oh that's good. That's See what good. he did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then our, our final event to talk about. We're going to talk about this month. Actually, it's a very exciting one, and I'm going to throw it across to you, Matt, because mm. you're going to be um, quite involved with this because it's at the Treehouse, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, the fifth birthday uh, of the Treehouse opening uh, is going to be. Uh, pretty exciting survived mm. a pandemic survived mm-hmm. a generally being uh, not mm. a lot of not, not all businesses do that and we're just mm. super thrilled about it we've made an incredible uh, incredible like um, bunch like a community mm-hmm. um, and we're up to like a thousand and something a thousand and something members mm-hmm. wow. um, and uh, that means um, that we got to send them all a big email uh, announcing mm-hmm. a an event for the birthday um, and that sold out before the tickets went public. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, so we sent we sent those out. That went uh, very well because what? obviously the members were like, "Yep, yeah, me, I want to play." You said in this big event as well. Like, it's not a. We probably we use this to kind of talk on about, about, about our main topic, but 
it's 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 not a small ask as well. Like yeah. we, you know, we, we the, the email was like, okay, it's our birthday coming up. We want to do something really cool, yeah. really exciting, and it's a game, and we're going to play a big mega game. Is yeah. the phrase, mm-hmm. um, which is hard to say in the first place. Mega game, mega game. Um, too many G's. Too many G's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we're going to ask a lot of you. Like, you need to you need to have a team, mm-hmm. um, and you need to be up for it. Yeah. And it's going to be... It's going to, and also, it's all day on a Friday. Yeah. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot of, like, reasons think, qualifiers there. I think I was sat with you when you received that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so you were like, wow, this is this is quite yeah. intense, this email I've just received. And, but immediately I was like, cool, booking, booking, booking time for work. <laughs> I'm coming in, I'm ready. Um, um, because, yes, it is not an easy one to describe. Mm. Because a this is a mega game called watch the skies um, and it's going to be pretty wild because uh, we are travelling back to the distant past 2012 um, in which we will uh, in, in which we will assume or I should say most people uh, the, pl- the players are going to be assuming the roles of government uh, agents either um, they will be uh, the foreign secretary for a for a, um, a, uh-huh. a a country. They'll be even each team will represent a country, and those countries will have a foreign secretary and a science advisor and a um, I think a prime minister slash president cool. and then a a, a defence secretary. Um, and those roles will be uh, needed. Because the amount of information that starts flying around when UFOs are spotted above the world um, uh, is going to be thick and fast, and they mm-hmm. need to, and each country needs to understand its role, or or trying to try to figure out how they can benefit from this, or at least find out how they can stay safe uh, during this uh, impending crisis. Uh, on 2012, the year the world's world was supposed to end. Yeah. Um, Somebody then- call the Mayans. Yeah. They, they, they knew all about it. They did. Someone called them uh, through, the, through, through the dead people phone. Do you remember that? Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember the Mayan 2012? Yeah, like, they made a movie yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, 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 it's 10 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 10 years ago now. It's yeah. so, like, you know, people are growing up like, no, like, what do you mean 2012? What actually happened then? But at the time, like, everybody knew the world was going to end yeah. on December the 23rd, 2012. <laughs> Pretty good, um, it didn't. Don't you, <laughs> don't you just wish that we'd had that little news today <laughs> like that we could focus on uh, a spurious yeah. idea of the world ending rather than a real one yeah, yeah that would be nice <laughs> sorry that's a downer <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm here for it <laughs> with a smile <laughs> oh you're such an emo uh, <laughs> a little bit yeah so um, we're going to be uh, taking part in that um, most players are going to be uh, these these uh, like Make, like high up roles in in in, in uh, governments. Mm-hmm. There are players that are going to be doing other things, mm-hmm. um, but um, most players who, who who come along are going to end up yeah. as the head of state yeah, or the yeah. foreign secretary, and they're going to be making de- uh, like um, detailed and like sort of uh, intricate decisions about mm-hmm. what they want to do with the resources as a response to um, uh, impending threats from all around. You know, other countries and also uh, uh, these this this potential threat from it from UFOs mm. and it's, it's, like, it's like work as if you work as a politician but fun <laughs> yeah because it is it's an all day event yeah it's 40 plus players a full day event it's a whole thing that's so cool and um, uh, me and you Connor are going to be participating yes yes we, we're going to be there we have been asked mm. to fill, fill a role of the world's media mm. 
to cover the event. Always wanted to be a journalist. And start start and and start running a newspaper. Yep. Which uh, I'm terrified of because like you you've been a journalist. I haven't. It's a good job it's set in 2012 because like that know, was nobody, nobody reads it. <laughs> newspapers were a thing back then. They so, were a thing. Yeah. yeah. We have to go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it is a um, it is a it is an all day event which is absolutely wild yeah. it is it is going to be weird and like you can probably hear me struggling to <laughs> to explain what it is yes because um firstly i've never played it before in fact it's uh it's gonna be rare if anyone in sheffield has played it before mm-hmm. um these events don't run often and mm-hmm. they don't like they don't come along where you have to it, because you have to get like 40 plus people to commit to a whole day right. um like it's not an easy ask um but i'm really excited to see what happens so yeah so what we were going to talk about we, we started off talking uh, this podcast about how we're moving into autumn now and things just kind of rhythms change whether it's because everybody's not everybody's back at school or whatever Um, and things don't change a bit but it's kind of hard to explain why we have that changes so we were going to make a very weird segue actually uh, to talk about things that are hard to explain yeah Um, Um, I don't know gaming uh, is I don't know it's always been for me hard to explain right like why I play games mm, relatively difficult why I watch people play games that's quite a hard one to, to is, explain yeah there are so many better things we could watch right I say better things it's not because it's something I really enjoy but surely I could be watching a lecture right by yeah. some professor <laughs> yeah, or something like a TED talk or something yeah. yeah like surely that's better for me but no that's not what I want to do right I'm now I'm just watching people like like um, uh, I'm, I'm just watching like um, you know people do a, a five minute Mario 64 speed run yeah um, and especially you got a better experience of this because you, you you're the people that make the content you stream <laughs> yeah that's true um, yeah I think that I'd probably do spend a lot of time watching other streamers as well but mm-hmm. it's quite difficult when somebody says you know what do you do in your spare time and you say oh well I'm a streamer and they're not quite sure what you mean like whether you <laughs> oh like YouTube and you go no it's Twitch and then you kind of go explain what Twitch is mm-hmm. and you can see them sort of leaving the room mentally because <laughs> they're, they're not very interested um, and I guess it depends the way you sort of phrase it as well they kind of say oh so you just sit there and people watch you mm-hmm. and I'm like well that sounds a lot worse than what it <laughs> is worse, and yeah. I, I don't know whether that's be- you know because I feel like that because I'm a woman or not but it's just, mm-hmm. it just sounds strange yeah um, so you just sit there and talk to strangers and they just watch and I'm like it just, just <laughs> sounds sordid sounds, like, sounds too voyeuristic to, to really what it is yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had a better way of explaining that rather than yes I, I sit on webcam and people watch me <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. stop saying it like that <laughs> you said like, like that four times sorry people what? are watching you navigating games and, and collaboratively helping you that's the best yeah. thing about that's the thing about your your streams is that everyone tries to solve the puzzles with oh you oh my god yeah yeah. and you know what I shouldn't have that backseat game in a loud tag on there because people really do like to to read the walkthrough out <laughs> well, so, so your, your, your chosen genre of games uh, at least at the moment is with the point and click games right they're puzzle games yeah I'm doing a lot of puzzles and stuff at the minute um, I know that obviously point and click sort of speaks for itself but mm. I think when you try and explain the genre to somebody mm. um, it's, that's quite difficult because it is what it is right you mm-hmm. kind of you, you point at the thing you click at the thing and <laughs> yeah. you get some information about it and you work out what the puzzle is and I don't think that everybody can quite see the beauty in that 
sort of set up (laughs) in the way that I can because you do feel like you know thousand IQ when you can make a puzzle work just by finding two items on the ground you stick them together and you're a genius yeah and they'll never understand that that kick I get do you well, another question then? So when you obviously you have kind of your people chatting with you on stream, mm-hmm. kind of watching you, do you find it difficult to kind of explain your thought process when you're kind of because obviously some 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 point and click games can be really really weird with what yeah. the solutions are, and you have to think outside of a thousand different boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you explain like okay why do I try this with that like you, do you talk your 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 thought process through with people on you watching on the stream or yeah generally um I kind of do that in real life I just kind of narrate okay. m- narrate myself like the whole the whole time anyway no matter what I'm doing um but yeah if I if I sort of say I'm gonna go and you know down this alley because I saw something flashing earlier and mm. now that I've picked X Y Z up I think that maybe in my brain I put those together an explosion happens for example and yep. then I go through into the next room because now it's, there's a way through mm-hmm. and I, I do try and talk talk it out as I'm going along because that helps me as well because mm. then I can when I hear it out loud sometimes I can go well, that's a stupid idea but sometimes <laughs> it still works like yeah. it's like you have to get really far away from the box sometimes and then you, <laughs> and you're like I can't believe that worked there's one in Grim Fandango um, that I was playing the other day and I, f- I forget the oh it's something about bread I had to go and get a baguette from like a, the store and I don't want to spoil it too much but then I was like maybe if I use this for this and it, it felt like a crazy idea <laughs> and it, that was it that was it yeah and I was <laughs> like surely not <laughs> that's the thing with it, like with Tim Schafer games and also the Monkey Island games uh, yeah. is that like you end up with like uh, fixing a hydrant with a monkey wrench but you have to use a actually you pick up a monkey and you use it on a hydrant and it fixes the the hydrant with the monkey yeah it is real and then like i'm english we don't even call them those here we call it a spanner yeah <laughs> so so it was just like when 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 guy Street was like oh it was used like a monkey wrench i was like What's one of those, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's one of those? Explain yourself. <laughs> Explain yourself, man. I was just clicking on everything for two hours. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, it is, it is hard to, to, to sort of, like, really... I mean, I, I have this... Uh, 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 especially when I'm watching I, I sometimes actually sometimes I'll pop into your stream and just yeah. be like I'm on break <laughs> yeah and I'm like Hello. I've just taken a break from um, I've just taken a break from board game lo- looking at board games uh, to look at some video games for a bit and at your workplace you do have to you know you, you work with a lot of different games and you tell people how to yeah. create games right what, yeah, what are the what are the really difficult games to explain how they work? Well, the first one is trying to explain why I'm watching why I'm watching video games um, in oh, a board game cafe. But when your boss is asking you that, <laughs> no, just when, well, nobody asks me. I'm just I can see people looking sideways, like what? Why are you looking at a video game? That's weird. Um, and it's like that's just I've, I've been thinking about board games all day. Um, but the uh, like. Some of them are really, really difficult to explain. Um, one of the things is, like, when you try to um, describe a, a any abstract strategy game, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, your chess likes, your drafts, that sort of thing. There are so many really good board games at the Treehouse mm-hmm. that are, like, abstract strategies. But to get to describing what an abstract strategy game is, you have to pass the chess threshold 
And what that means is I have to, I say, so abstract strategies are a bit like, you know, chess or drafts and don't, and stop, right? Because I have to then say, I'm right there with you. I don't like chess either. Yeah. Right? Because because a lot of people are overwhelmed by chess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, that is too busy for me. That's too much for me. And I've got to go, I don't really like chess either. And I always say this. And you're sorry if it, now this um, this is a peek too far behind the curtain for anyone I've ever said this to. <laughs> um, but I always say, I don't like chess because uh, the nerds figured it out about 2,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> like, they, they figured it out. And now you've got to learn history instead of learning um, uh, in, instead of learning strategy or trying to think of, uh, creatively, mm-hmm. which there is, still is at the higher levels of chess. But first, you've got to learn all this history, all this theory. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of abstract strategy games take you back to that place where you're just you and your sibling are learning chess for the first time. You're both on the same level, uh, playing field, yeah. and you just feel like you're you're feeling it out, right? Um, and so that's one of the things I've got to really caveat hard. Is like I'm right there with you. Don't. <laughs> don't turn off don't glaze over yeah. and we're here we're together on this we, you and I are, are, are of a mind right <laughs> um, so it's that, like chess but if it was new it was made yesterday <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um, and then a difficult one as well is like well one of the first things we always get asked is is it alphabetical are they sorted by um, are they sorted by game type or whatever and I have to be like yes and no like mm-hmm. this is the party game area these are the area this is the area that's good for kids these are kind of physical games these are cooperative <laughs> games and that that's sort of the grumpy old european man section <laughs> you know the ones where you're basically talking you're, you're trying to build a vineyard or um you're trying to settle a nor uh, like a, like a norse island with yeah. vikings yeah. and uh trying to build an alpaca farm exactly. in the hills of Zurich. <laughs> exactly. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like, but every single one of the boxes just has a man on it, like with a pitchfork <laughs> frowning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, why would anyone in their right mind want to play that not knowing what it is? But it's just come from a long tradition of frowning man games. Mm. Um, and everyone loves them. They are critically acclaimed. They win all the awards. Mm. And uh, they are good fun if you get into to them but frowning it's... man games is such a great way of explaining <laughs> that's the new genre yeah yeah frowning man games <laughs> um so yeah in uh, and and like you, the, the number of times in this podcast um whether it was live online or whether it was before the before times or the after times i've i've just bit, tried to explain a game and and uh you guys or like the audience has just gone like i have no concept of that mm-hmm. i have absolutely no concept of that um i have been playing this month uh, a game called Paleo, where um, you—it's a—it's a cooperative game, and like most cooperative games, are kind of like Pandemic or something, yeah, where yeah, you're trying some to... natural disaster, or, exactly, or, yeah, defeat some sort of hidden enemy, or... and it's like you take a turn, something terrible happens. Yeah. Jade takes a turn, something terrible happens. Yeah. I take a turn, something terrible happens. We're trying to race against time. Mm-hmm. Paleo is very different. It is a game in which you play a Neanderthal tribe trying to make uh, to to, to uh, hunt enough deer to keep your people alive and to uh, and to make enough culture to make your mark on the world in in the shape of a cave painting before passing on before disappearing forever and going extinct uh, and um, it's, it's like it's so much fun um, because 
uh, like you you have like dreams where you you dream up the invention of a stick with a piece of flint on the end of it oh. or like you, know, you like um uh you know you, <laughs> team team i've invented a stick exactly i've invented a stick and they're like oh my god <laughs> really wholesome it's it's great like i've invented a tent folks i've invented a tent oh, god <laughs> Call the elder. Everyone's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else is like, I found a mammoth. And you're like, yes! <laughs> Oh my. Um, uh, because you all have these different opportunities that you can take. On your, you all go like scavenging in various places. And one of them is just, you have a dream. So I guess that person just sleeps that night. <laughs> um, but but um, like, you all have these opportunities. And some of them are dangerous so that you can't... Um, uh, get out of them you have to face them no matter what mm-hmm. uh, and some of them you can decide to go for or not like your one might be like scavenging rocks from a cliff face or whatever mm-hmm. um, uh, but the cool thing is that each person gets to t- decide do I try and uh, make the most of my opportunities or do I um, uh, do I help my friend get out of this he's cornered by a wild boar mm-hmm. uh, uh, do I go over there with my little uh, weaponry that I've uh, that I've created for my for my little group of gatherers and uh, do I help him out and, and we'll get the boar meat together um, and so you have these like little tiny decisions you make and it's w- really different to something like Pandemic or Subterra which is another one where you where you mm-hmm. sort of um, as a horror themed sort of get out of this cave before everything goes bad and the things in the dark eat you uh, and it's very very different because in those games you can kind of have one person who knows the game really well directing everyone yeah. like saying oh you go over there and then you'll cure that thing and then I'll send you this thing yeah. um, whereas uh, paleo it's just like everyone has their own group everyone has their own opportunity and you're all just trying to work together and it's really really cool, um, cool. but yeah that's quite difficult to explain I, have, well. I, still, I still have no idea how it works <laughs> like you explained it and it sounds like yeah it sounds enticing but sounds like, lovely yeah yeah just like, oh yeah still do you have cards yeah. dice yeah, yeah I can't you, you is it like it. Ludo you, uh, have, yeah. you, you have cards you have, you have cards um, so yeah um, uh, and and in the end you make a, a beautiful uh, cave painting of a mouth so is it, is it like like a, I think I feel like with a lot of board games I'm I'm often the person that gets given the rule book at the start and it's like alright Connor you read the rule book yeah. we're just gonna you know laugh chat amongst ourselves until you know how the game works and you can explain how the yeah. game works oh my god I do yeah. that to everyone yeah. um, <laughs> that's my job <laughs> but that, that, that means that oftentimes I will read the instructions and I kind of understand how it works and then I'll say them out loud and then I don't really understand how they work after I say them out loud mm-hmm. I'm like well, actually how does that work but after one or two rounds of goes makes sense yeah. yeah right it clicks in and you're like oh I get it now and actually yeah. and actually even though it took you about 15 minutes to do that first round yeah the actual goes take 15 seconds yes right? and you're like yeah. oh, it's this that's this that's this, that's that's why I don't listen when someone's reading out the rules because I got a <laughs> oh thank you what <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. I'm on the other side of that I'm, I learn by by doing so like I need yeah. to do that first whiz round the board or whatever to to get it because I'm yeah. just I just can't take it all in at once and because I can't imagine what it's going to look like when I actually get my go mm. until I've got stuff in my hand or I'm seeing everything laid out mm-hmm. then yeah so I do tend to that's, that's part of one some of the like teaching skills that we have at the treehouse is like mm. we you know we start with the objective right right you need yeah. to get five panda points to win right sure. uh that's how you how you're gonna do it um 
here are the ways you're going to be getting panda points and it's like sometimes you're going to dig a tunnel to find a panda point sometimes you've got to build a skyscraper to, build, uh, to get a panda point what? sometimes you've got to create a vineyard to get a panda point but diamond skyscrapers going in tunnels and drinking wine yeah that's uh, that's how you get the three panda points right and so you'll say that and then now Jade can be like if, as soon as I start talking about dealing out cards or as soon as I yeah. talk about talk, start talking about currency Jade's like well, if I get that I can go to the vineyard and then I can I can get some wine and give it to the panda and the panda will give me panda points uh, and that's how you know you're gonna you, you can start thinking through your turn which is um, really really important to some people when they learn games yeah. other people will be like I just want to know it back to front yeah, I tell me every everything. rule yeah and they're usually the people who 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 turn up at the treehouse and have already read uh, the rules before they get because they knew yeah. what game they wanted to play I like that they not read wasting the rules. time <laughs> yeah not wasting time uh, right. then, instead of reading you know uh, the news this morning I just scrolled through the rule book mm. um, or watch the <laughs> YouTube breakfast. video yeah. the 20 minute YouTube video that goes through it yeah. exactly yeah board games are really good at that and I think you know there are the more board games I play, the more I understand that there are different genres that do play in a similar way so that I can, you know, somebody can explain how a game works yeah. to me and I, I can, like, visualise it or mm -hmm. understand how it goes. Um, and I, I've started to pick it up and I'm sure you probably have a much better kind of, you much more clued into that. Um, whereas I feel like it might be a bit more obvious with something like a video game because yeah. video games have been kind of put into genres for a long, long time mm -hmm. and actually we know we, we general kind of the ways anybody kind of talks about video games it's either a shooty game or a sporty game yeah. or a driving game or a you know we kind of understand those genres a bit better and those they are those genres within board games yeah. you know but it's not it's like old frowning frowning man game where you're like building resources or something exactly we or have our like own a, little a hidden role game yeah you know? um, which but they're like I can't go to a normal person on the street and say like you know oh this is a hidden role game yeah. they'll be like oh no this is a hidden role game yeah. I don't understand what you mean whereas I'm like oh it's kind of like Resistance or Secret Hitler and they're like I've never never <laughs> yeah because <laughs> your never. examples are just more games aren't they that they've yeah. never played yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah whereas <laughs> a shoot game I'm like oh you know it's just like pew, it's, pew. Yeah, it's like you're in the eyes of the person, the, the character, and you use both sticks, and they go, "Oh yeah, I know what that means." And yeah. that's Call of Duty. We've got more more cultural touchstones for video games often than yeah. we do for board games because our, our like our base knowledge of board games right now, if you if you consider like the majority of people, is like Monopoly, Ludo, Frustration, yeah, um, and and then you know chess checkers, yeah. that sort of thing. Payday, another sick game. Had that as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, payday game of a, life that's a shooty game isn't it payday <laughs> it's a nice game but that's kind of like I feel like from, from, from a board game perspective so obviously I, I worked in video games a lot when, particularly when I used to work at the National Video Game Museum as well I had to you know um I, I never found it too difficult to, even when I'm speaking to people that come to the museum and have no idea about video games mm -hmm. I can still say oh this is a fighting thing mm -hmm. and they're like oh I understand it's two people fighting each other like yeah. you know, street fire style mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever they're really it's, it's easy to explain that concept people latch on to what it is they might not like it yeah. they might not want to engage with it mm -hmm. um, but you know they'll, 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 they can understand the concept of it the, the struggle I had when I was at, um, at the video game museum was explaining the kind of I suppose in some way the value yeah. of video games as well like mm. yeah um so oh well my kids are just wasting time well, like, well actually there's a bit more than that you know we've, there's lots actually. of studies that 
surely. <laughs> and I think the hardest, you know, the hardest crowds I had and the toughest kind of audiences I had to speak to were probably kind of Mums. news. But yeah, <laughs> but actually, I, no, it, for me, it was news and chatting mm. to journalists and reporters. Like whenever I went on BBC or on ITV or even the radio. They've got the instinct stuff. to challenge you. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. But it's, you know, I think they also come about it in the wrong way as well. And, you know, we, we'll, I wanted to kind of change the... The, the conversation, the way the conversation was going naturally, yeah. and it is going that way for sure. <laughs> but when I first started at the NBM, it was just, oh, so why are my kids wasting time on Fortnite? And oh, yeah. look, this kid's earned £6 million playing Fortnite. Can my kid do that? And yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that, that's not, that is not how the conversation about art is going, right? Nobody's uh, going up to someone uh, who's like uh, just started a new auditorium where you, where people are playing classical music or, 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 or playing uh, even like yeah. a, a gig venue and going hmm, I've just heard that um, uh, Cardi B's made a lot of money with uh, with her music. Is my child able to do that? Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or like, oh, so why 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 should my kid learn how to play the cello? Because actually that's not going to be useful and they should be really doing some maths or economics right now. Like, you know, people won't say that. People understand the value of learning to play an instrument, yeah, no matter yeah. what the instrument. And, you, you know... You, People are going to learn to play the recorder, but nobody's going to become a world class or make millions of pounds being a recorder, like playing a recorder, right? That's not going to happen. That's, that's uh, like, if, you can, yeah. <laughs> if you can be a recorder, a human recorder, I reckon you can make a bit above. Yeah, well, I think you might get past the first round of Britain's Got Talent, but even then, like, you're not going to win. Aren't you? no, you're not, yeah, you're not going right. to win the competition. You're basically a sideshow at that point. Yeah. But, but we, still, we still encourage um, children to learn to play the recorder because mm. it teaches you a basis about kind of you know music theory or or it gives you a a, a cultural kind of foundation to go and do lots of other things it's coordination right? skills it's yeah. fine fine motor control there's all sorts of things you get out of living instrument yeah and i think that i think there's that value to be had with video games as exactly, well it's yeah. not you know yeah if you just grow up playing fifa or call of duty all the time then maybe you won't kind of you'll just know about fifa or call of duty right yeah um but if you do play a lot of different video games there are loads of things you can learn from that and like not don't just take my word for it there are scientists that are saying this as well yeah um and that's that was so difficult to explain. Anyway, when, particularly when you get given 20 seconds. Exactly, you've got a sound um, bite, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what, There's, I did a BBC Radio 4 um, documentary about video games, and I talked about a project that the NBM did um, called the Animal Crossing Diaries, and I must have talked on the phone to the to, to, to the host and to the kind of the, the producer that was working on it. I must have been on the phone for maybe 90 minutes, yeah. and they used three minutes of wow. that interview, I think. And it wasn't even the best three. It was the right. It was the, it was the worst bit. It was the bit yeah. I was like, I'm not sure about this, but let me just talk. Editing the words in like different orders and stuff. You just say in a completely different sentence. They could have done. They could have done. <laughs> oh, with, that, yeah. with that much footage, yeah. yeah. So you need to be. We need to be incredibly concise and trying to to the point, and but addressing lots of different concerns as well when you're talking about that kind of stuff. I get a little bit of the of of the opposite side of that. I get quite a lot of the parents have brought their kids to sit down and fa- do things face to face, and oh, they're really? they're telling me like, oh, it's so much better than the video games, and I'm like, oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh, like, and I'm like. Interesting. And I'm getting the, the sort of like, I, I want to challenge them there. You know, I want to mm. challenge them. Like, you know, I, people can do loads of really cool things on screens as well. Yeah. But they, they, they've got this kind of hyper focus on screens are the bad thing yeah. and face to face things is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, and so they are like, come on, get in, enjoy, in, engaged in this. And I'm like, great. I am super happy to show you and your kids that 
there are loads of things here to be engaged with in different ways mm-hmm. um, and they'll recognise that so even though a board game is harder to explain than a video game yep. that means we get slightly fewer preconceptions people yep. see the wall of board games and they go I had no idea there were this many <laughs> and that's a good thing mm-hmm. you know uh, that is overwhelming for me and I don't know what to do with that but once they've played one or two they go the world is my oyster yeah, like yeah. Ev- the, the, everything's in, in here um, and they can start to see how it's an art form or so they can start mm. to see how their how game design is like really clever mm. um, whereas I think it takes a lot of thought to go okay here's Call of Duty Warzone Here how, here's how someone's science and someone's art and someone's really hard thinking mm-hmm. has come to make tiny decisions that make this a really really interesting thing mm. um, like because you're looking at it as as and it's it's people shooting each other and that's the end of this, the conversation. Yeah. And yeah, and exactly. if and if a parent is going to their child, it's all the same. Then that child's never going to feel the need the the wonder to explore something different to experience a different part of the art form and and, and exp- explore that as an art form. True. Well, yeah. I suppose it's like there is kind of there are definitely similar parallels then because you I think you've mentioned a couple of times this podcast before that you know people come into the treehouse and be like oh so this is where you play Monopoly right yeah Monopoly's the only board game yeah yeah and, you know, <laughs> and Call of Duty is the only video game or yeah. FIFA is the only video game mm-hmm. right because for a lot of people it actually is that's yeah. the only thing they play. Um, so there is that kind of yeah opening your eyes and or opening kind of world out to lots and lots of different things or at least even if you don't even if you're not interested in playing strategy games or, yeah. or you know uh, whatever just at least knowing they're there and seeing that there is a craft and there is a culture and there is a uh, something to them But that's that's what like spaces like the MVM are for, isn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. like someone uh, asked, "What advice would you give your your eight year old self?" And I was thinking, like, what what would I like? What have I what would I have liked to have had mm-hmm. as an eight year old who was playing Ocarina of Time? And I was like obsessed with this thing, mm. and I didn't know that it was a thing that someone had worked on. Mm-hmm. I just sort of saw it as the own a portal. You know, it was just a single thing. There's nothing like it. I can't explore any further. Um, uh, so, like, I don't know. I think spaces like the MVM, mm. like the Treehouse, like Patriot, like uh, Extra Life, like Meltdown. I mean, Meltdown, slightly less because it's not for kids. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but those are, are good places for kids to uh, learn the full breadth of, oh, big time. of stuff. Big time. Actually, well, you know what? Meltdown did that for me, actually, even over the age of kind of, you know, 18. Because I go in there and Meltdown is a real good portal into the world of esports, mm. right? In which you can you can easily, easily miss. And yeah. you, go into, you go into Meltdown and you realise, oh my God, there are people playing this crazy game that I've never seen before. And there is like six people on each team and there's somebody going crazy on the commentary because oh my god look at this it's really exciting like oh is it I don't know I'm going to agree with you yeah because it's hard to read competitive games like if you've never seen this this game you're not completely au fait with this game yeah 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 Um, so that's kind of it was that was was the space I would love to have had something you know similar to that as as, as a kid because I knew that these games existed like you know big online games like when World of Warcraft came out when Mm. I was 
13, 14 or something yeah. like that. And I knew the idea of, of, of MMOs, like EverQuest and that, and really excited about this, but I never, ever saw them. And there was never a place where I could have gone and played or interacted with other people that might have been interested in those type of games. Mm. Um, so they were a totally different world to me. Whereas now, in Sheffield, you know, you could go to Extra Life and there'd be loads of people that play similar types of fantasy games, right? Yeah. You could go to, to, to Patriot Games and there'd be somebody making their miniatures, their Warhammer miniatures. Mm. And you're like, wow, I could just oh my god there's someone right there in front of me like engaging with this thing that yeah it's really interesting so i think um, the closest thing we probably had well when we were about eight is a lamp eye but i never yeah. went to one of those either but i always thought it must be like really cool yeah but then but i'd never never seen one in real life i've only seen like historic footage of them because i guess it's not you don't take your pc around someone's house anymore <laughs> do you i so. went to one land party when i was a teenager i i i got the feeling that everyone there had already done a few of them. Yeah. Um, because we've like played like Supreme Commander mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so how do I, and they're already like, uh, they've got 3,000 a- aircraft carriers <laughs> and yeah. they're sending them already over and I'm like, all right, so if I put a power station down here and, <laughs> and they've like, oh, they <laughs> send fighter jets over to, to harass me and, and they're disappointed, you know, I've got, no, I've got no planes for them to shoot down. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I've just, I've got a farmer. <laughs> I'm playing Age of Empires and you're playing like you're in the space age already no it's uh, it's it's nice to have to know that those spaces are there well as hard to explain as all that is yes right um, it doesn't doesn't stop there being loads coming up this month nope. um, I've had a, a wonderful August seeing loads of people um, coming down to the treehouse unfortunately didn't get to go to actually actually go to any of the events that we talked about last month um it I was kind of, yeah i'm I was... still waiting on my blood on the clock tower because i can't i i, I missed out on all the september bookings I yeah that. there's loads going on this month yeah. and i've missed all of them i have to wait until october now they do <laughs> i'm doing it in like august i've not been to one yet because either i've been away or i've just missed the boat i just missed the boat on all the sheffield they all do the sell out pretty fast it's yeah. a very uh, a fast growing community and like uh and and there's just so much you could try patriot because they are doing they're also doing some uh clock tower events keep your eye is the ground on that because i don't haven't i don't actually have any dates for that but um i I do know that they play it over there from time to time so you might be able to sneak in there if you can't get it one on the treehouse um uh, but they're doing like patriot are doing like something every night two or three events a day it's absolutely furious over there they do they have a lot going on um their new space is just kind of absolutely bouncing isn't it so yeah. i'm excited to see what they get up to yeah um cool right well that's it for september as podcast we'll be back next month as well talking about all the exciting things in october oh it's just getting me kind of already kind of look i don't know looking forward to, to yeah because the the then then you know you've got the nice summery but slightly windy start of of, of yeah. september and uh, both of our Birthdays. Yes, um, that's what it is. What uh, it is. Mine's on the nineteenth. If anyone wants to, you know, pop in, <laughs> pop in and drop Mental a mail. pop in, a, a, you know, drop a present at the treehouse or anything, you can do that. Oh, did mention, you know, last month I mentioned that there was a milkshake that we did that was um, uh, strawberry and okay. um, and Bailey's that makes a nice kind of like chopper chops so, yeah, uh, yeah. flavor, mm-hmm. uh, strawberries and cream flavor. I had one person take me up on that <gasps> because of the podcast. I was sick, thrilled, incredible. So uh, Lewis, good one. Nice. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Lewis. Shout out <laughs> to my guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> you should have bought uh, it for him. Yeah, <laughs> no, I should have been. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yes, this is on me. <laughs> this is on me. <laughs> 
Um, uh, on the house, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, where where can people find you, uh, Matt, on the internet? Oh yeah, well if you would uh, if you want to find me actually, I'll probably be at the Treehouse on Boston Street, um, uh, you know, throughout the next month, uh, here and there. Um, in fact. Um, the uh, you can go to Treehouse Sheffield to to book a table there. We do uh, recommend it. Um, uh, TreehouseSheffield.com that is, um, and uh, we've we're keeping our summer holiday opening times even after the summer holidays are finished. Nice. Um, which is to say, we are uh, going to be open every day apart from Monday uh, from like twelve till eleven. Apart from Saturdays when we open early, for, which is uh, ten till eleven, mm-hmm. and then Sundays is ten till ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it just means that there's more board gaming time, and you can come in and have. Mate, like the, those those weekdays, if you've got a weekday afternoon off, uh, they're probably going to be slightly more chilled. So you know, if you want, nice. if you're just uh, after a, you know a slightly less uh, busy That's the extended lunch break, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, we'll go out to the treehouse for lunch, and yeah. then oh, two, two hours. Not leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. Oh, it's only a little bit more for four hours. <laughs> Um, but yeah you can also find me at Matt Matt Speaks Words on Twitter Um, and of course uh, if you want to hear more of me speaking then you can go over to Life's a Pitch podcast Uh, that is at Life's a Pitch show on Twitter um, uh, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and uh, that's where that's where a podcast where we pitch the best movies that will never get made based on your titles your random movie titles about movies that don't exist uh, we will write them for you um, so you can you can go over there to find me nice and Jade where can people find you playing uh, point and clicky games yeah if you want to come and back see um, <laughs> <laughs> it's twitch.tv slash noxbear um, you can also follow me on twitter which is at the noxbear um, but most importantly I would like you to check out ember.gg it's a social media site for gamers um, and we're just about ready to start getting more people onto the platform it's mm-hmm. it's looking all nice and shiny now the usability has improved massively nice. yeah and it's it's looking great so yeah t- take a look at that for me please cool and you can find me over uh, all the over on all the gang beasts social channels as well so whether that's gang beasts on twitter gang beasts on instagram or our new tiktok account which should be coming up later on this month i've got lots of tiktok i've made lots of tiktoks um, oh, I'm man. a TikToker you've now. Been pra- you've been practicing. I've been practicing my TikToks. Very cool. I know. Um, and later on this month, we do have our new range of Gang Beast merchandise and toys, which will be coming out, which can be really, really exciting. So keep an eye out for those. They will, if you don't see them online, you will probably find them in like stores, like I don't know the Entertainer and something like that. Um, just keep an eye out. Still, and just walk s- toys. still. A- or Toys R Us. Just toys, gonna, you know, I, Toys R Us going back. Yeah. Right. But it will be in Toys R Us. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I hope so. Sorry. <laughs> 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 You're really excited about Jeffrey coming back. I, my brain just went, Jeffrey, is that? I just said it. Jeffrey, my best friend. Jeffrey's back. My best childhood friend, Jeffrey. <laughs> and we'll be back to next month, um, hopefully with Jeffrey. Thank you all. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast. For more information on the Sheffield Games Collective, follow us over at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter, Sheffield Games on Instagram, and at our website, sheffield.games. Our incredible intro and outro were provided to us by Harley over at harleylikesmusic.com. 